Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys. Hi guys. Welcome back to our podcast. Welcome if you're new here. We're so excited for this episode. It's another Q&A and I feel like you guys really liked our last Q&A. I personally love listening to people's Q&As. Yeah. I love learning more about them and it's just like nice to hear their personal like opinions on different things. So for this one we have like kind of a mix of personal and like Instagram related. So yeah. we'll see how long this takes us but let us know like what you like more if you or if you like an even split yes for sure so but we have to start with what influenced us this week so go ahead Danielle take it away okay my influence this week is more on the fashion side so like a trend yeah like a fashion trend I'm really influenced by like a good summer two-piece set I just ordered some from Princess Polly for the Dominican Republic that we're the trip we're going on in like two weeks which is crazy that it's already here but I'm so excited it's like a hot pink um set and then a zebra one and I just feel like a two-piece set is so fun and cute and also I just like love anything y2k vibe um and I feel like you can find some really good y2k like summer sets right now I feel like coconut girl too or like the sets that I'm loving right now I don't know if you've seen them but they are on like Frankie's bikinis those like oh my God, crochet yes. like they're checkered so ones. expensive but like so I don't cute. know if you can wear them. those like crocheted in the water I don't think so. is that like is it an actual bikini or is it like an outfit that you don't get wet I you know what feel I mean? like you can get it wet but then doesn't it stretch weird I have no idea. That's a good question. I feel like it would just like get really heavy and like fall off your body, honestly. Like, yeah, no, no, like that's what I feel down. like too. And then it's like kind of pricey. So you're like, wait, so can I wear it as yeah, a bikini that's a or good, no? You know what I mean? Good thought. But it has like the really cute matching skirts and the top. It's so but cute. like, yeah, I it's have definitely a, like $100 yeah, a piece or something. I have so. a crochet one from Revolve that I'm bringing on the trip. And uh, maybe I'll take a little cute. dip in the ocean and try see. it. Test yeah, it. I'll report oh back, you guys. Okay. We'll let you guys know if this crochet thing, if you can add actually wear it or not yeah um okay and then for me I feel like this is obvious but I feel like I'm being influenced by sunsets in the term look at our feeds <laughs> in the term of like chasing sunsets around the world because obviously we have like the Dominican coming up we have Hawaii coming up we have a couple other places like potentially planned coming up and I can just envision like getting those sunset pics and I think it's just so cool to see different sunsets around the world because I remember when I went to Turks and Caicos like that was one of the prettiest sunsets I'd ever seen so I just feel like sunsets in general are just very inspiring and where I feel like honestly like the most alive and like hyped and excited and happy and like high even though literally like sunsets give us a high um and we're always chasing them okay I just had a thought I can't uh, let's do a hashtag hashtag okay sunset sisters Oh my Should we gosh. make that an Instagram account? Yeah. And like we'll document all of our sunsets on our trips and then you guys can tag it and then we'll oh repost gosh. it. I literally just thought of this right now. Sunset sisters. I kind of love that. I'm literally going to check okay. right now to see if that's a thing because like oh my we God. are okay. taking that. I love that okay. so much. Wow. Me I feel too. like you're like really good at coming up with like ideas. You guys, like I on love. The fly. Like we're literally about to like grab that handle real fast. I, I know like that's it's already probably taken. taken. But like, still, yeah. It's I mean, I don't sisters. know. Okay, Joel one two three zero. <laughs> Maybe we can like try to get it. I don't know. Yeah. Or like sunset dot sisters or something. You know what I mean? Like we can yeah, we'll make it around. happen. We are gonna make it happen. Yeah, we'll make it happen for sure. Okay. So okay, for today's Q and A, we have a bunch of questions. And we'll just kind of dive in because, like Danielle said earlier, it's a bunch of personal and Instagram related questions just so you guys can get to know us a little bit better. And then also we can give advice and tips to people who have submitted questions um, just like through Instagram DM or whatever. So let's just start. First question is, where did you go to school and what did you major in? Okay, so I went to school. Okay, it's funny because in high school I was like, 
kind of lost until my senior year. I took a marketing class and it like changed my life because I was so into it. I was so bad at school or so I thought I just like wasn't really into it in high school. So I wasn't like, you know, a straight A student getting ready to like go to my dream college or whatever. I wasn't a bad student. I just, I don't know. School wasn't my thing until I took that marketing class and it changed the game for me. So after that, I knew I wanted to go into marketing, but I didn't have like a ton of options for college, I guess. I don't know. I, I just like applied to like state schools and stuff. So I ended up going to Sonoma State. Um, my cousin went there. And so I was kind of just like, okay, I know someone there. Like I'm down to kind of go far away. Um, but still in California. So I went to Sonoma State. I majored in marketing, but I always wanted to actually go to FITM and major in something fashion, but it wasn't really like a career path that people really like accepted at the time. Um, and I, applied to college in 2014 so I feel like at that time like people weren't really accepting like other paths Mm -hmm. to school but I always wanted to do that so maybe that's why I wasn't super into school at the time but yeah that's where I went fun okay so I went to Arizona State University that's where I grew up born and raised um I applied to a couple different schools just like random like I did apply to Pepperdine but it was so expensive so so that was like a no and then I applied to some like UC schools but it's just so competitive and ASU really like offered a really good scholarship package so I was Mm -hmm. like I'd rather you know take that and not go into crazy amounts of debt as an undergrad just in case I did want to pursue like a master's at some point how the times have changed yeah same literally (laughs) but yeah so my degree was in I was kind of all over the place because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do either and I feel like that's a very common thing so like if you are in college and you don't know what you want to do like you are not alone no so many people go through that but I did marketing with a minor in special event management and a certificate in sports business because I really wanted to go into event planning in the sports industry. So I actually got a really cool internship at the time. It was with the Super Bowl when it was in Arizona. And that was like a really, really fun experience. (laughs) Yeah, it was amazing. And I had so much fun. But it just kind of makes you realize the event industry is really cool, but there's not a lot of money in it. And unless you really own your own event company, then I did like internships with like weddings. I did all all kinds of things. And I just like, you know, I don't know. I didn't really know. So I think this kind of falls into our next question, which is what was your first job? Mm -hmm. So I was, I worked part-time during college because I, (laughs) so bougie. I like the finer things in life and my (laughs) parents were absolutely not paying for that. So like I wanted to live in like the new apartments that were being built that had like the lazy river or, you know what I mean? Like just those kind of things or just like food that's not your um, meal plan Mm -hmm. at the college. So I had to pay for all those things myself. So I had a job. So my first job was actually in retail and it was with Abercrombie and Fitch. Wait, your first job was in college? Yeah. Oh, wait, did I work in high school? I definitely worked in high. I like, I think about it and I'm like, who hired me literally (laughs) at 15 years old? Like I would literally never hire. I would say like my first like real job was at Abercrombie I think okay. I did like little things on the side like babysitting tutoring yeah, I feel like babysitting people used um, to because do. I was like in gymnastics at the time so that was like really like time consuming because I would go to school and then I would train mm. for four hours a day so I would train from like five to nine mm. go home like shower eat dinner do my homework go to bed and like repeat so I didn't have yeah. time to have a job so once I stopped doing that my sophomore year I think I that's when I like did my like little part-time jobs I guess so like my real one in college to like like freshman year of college so like yeah you know right after high school was Abercrombie and Fitch which is so crazy and just like full circle that I like collaborate with them now you know what I mean like I never thought that would be a thing and now I'm like working with brands that I started out with or whatever so Abercrombie and Fitch and then 
like sunglass hut kind of at the same time but Abercrombie that's was really first. cool first job like that I feel like that's like everyone's I feel like, like everyone kind of goes dream. through that like, <laughs> like like but it get was scouted it, oh yes and it was not glamorous though I stood at that front table so, on some shifts for four hours straight I just stood at that front table and I said like hey guys welcome in welcome to Abercrombie Sup, guys <laughs> Sup, like welcome in and then you like stand there and smell like the cologne because yeah. you're right under the sprayer Did you thing. Ever get headaches Oh, yeah, because it was, like, dark, and then the dark music, and the then mu- the cologne. Oh, There's yeah. so many oh, funny TikToks about, like, yes. Abercrombie workers. Yes, I was, like, I was working at Abercrombie when, like, Abercrombie was, like, at its Hopping. high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that makes sense. Like, okay. I feel like I see that for you. What was your um, first job? Okay, my very first job was... I don't know how I had time for this, because, I, like you, like, I also had, like, so much extracurriculars going on like I had high school cheer and then competitive cheer I literally would go to high school cheer um like five to seven and then straight to competitive cheer seven to nine during the weekday yeah. so I guess like on my I guess that was probably was like, Monday we were like Wednesday busy queens during high yeah school. like I look back and I'm like how did I do I don't that know how I did that <laughs> I mean that explains a lot because like I really like prioritize that over like actual schoolwork in high school but um my first job was um with like all my high school friends we all worked at Rubio's oh my god it was honestly to this day my favorite job thanks but um it was (laughs) that's one funny thing is like I never really went into food I worked at um, a cupcake shop for like a little bit that I loved but that's not like food service yeah yeah yeah. no honestly I feel like I learned a lot like I feel like it's a good first job like Josh has also never worked in service or like food and I'm like it shows babe (laughs) just kidding but I feel like you learn a lot and but it was like such a fun chill job but also like at my high school the Rubio's is like right next to our high school I didn't work at that one but like pretty much everyone works at Rubio's. It's like a rite of passage, and it was just like. Did you so get like fun. tired of the food? Like would no, you eat it like all the time? me and my friends were upset. Like we were like diehard fans. Like shout out Rubio's. Um, <laughs> you're not listening to this, but I love you forever. Oh um, but I did that, and then I also got a second job on top of that because I also like the finer <laughs> things in life. I worked at. Claire's oh cut my gosh, layers, yes. you guys. Like I literally was piercing Did you pierce people's ears? ears. Yes, I pierced people's ears. My friends would come in. I would pierce them up. It was a lot of fun working there. It was like cute. And then I also worked at Zara, but that was in college actually. Wow. So love that. Yeah. That's Lots of fun. I like mix. loved working, honestly. So did I. At one point in college, I think I had four jobs because I couldn't like give one up. So I was like interning with the oh Super gosh. Bowl host committee in Arizona. I was working like part-time at Michael Kors for holiday. I had my sunglass hut job that I was doing. And then there was like something else. I can't remember. But yeah. there was like one point where I, like, I had like working. four things on top of classes. Yeah. yeah. Like How's that allowed? I don't know. I don't know. But, but, you know, made it happen and I needed money because I like loved shopping, which I still love shopping. But like, I don't know, I guess in college, because I went to a charter school for Mm. high school. So we wore uniforms. So I didn't get to like wear outfits. So I think when I went to college, I went kind of crazy. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I need a whole new wardrobe, new clothes, like you know, sorority, gotta yeah. be cute, even though I shouldn't have cared about that, but, you know, that's just, like, when that's you're like in college, every, that's what's on yeah. your mind, so. Of course. Yeah. Okay, that's so interesting. I love that. Okay, so what did you think you were going to be as a kid? Okay, I feel like <laughs> I love this I went question. through so many phases. I listened to this podcast called Second Life, and I think it's Second Life, but that's the first, so that podcast, they have, like, really successful women on okay and like they always ask like what what did you think you were gonna be when you grew up yeah grow up um and it's so interesting to hear people's answers because it's so different than what it like what they're doing now um but what did I want to be I like you I feel like like every little girl like you literally want to be everything like literally astronaut ballerina president chef like you know all the things I think like I always wanted to oh honestly I wanted to be I thought I wanted to be a teacher for a long time and also a fashion designer like I always loved fashion I was like oh I want to be a fashion designer but I don't know when that faded and then I wanted to go into marketing after high school but I guess like as a little girl I feel like the two main ones that I remember is like teacher and fashion designer so cute. <laughs> okay, so for me, I feel like I started gymnastics when I was like five. 
Mm-hmm. So I had done oh it my, God, my wow. whole life. Yeah, I was dedicated. Wow. Dedicated. Did you want to go to the Olympics? Yes, I wanted to be okay. an Olympian <gasps> because I thought that was like a full-time job, a career. I That's think like it what is, you do. right? Not for gymnasts because it's like your age. There's like an age cap essentially. Like you won't oh. find gymnasts older than like 24, 25 and I mean, like, yeah, there are girls now, but like they stop after, you know, they're 24 or whatever. And then they have like endorsements and deals, but like you're oh, not right. actively doing gymnastics after that. But I like thought like I wanted to do gymnastics professionally as yeah. my career. So I had that. And then I also thought I wanted to be air traffic control. Okay. Um, this is like, <laughs> honestly, the most unique thing I've ever heard anyone say because I just like I don't know what it is but I love watching airplanes take off and land (laughs) and like everyone is always like well why don't you be like a flight attendant or a pilot and I'm like no I don't want to be on the plane I want to like watch the plane so I feel like I handle pressure well I handle stress well I can make decisions like executive decisions very quickly on the fly and it pays well so oh, does I, it? Yeah, I think it's like like close to six figures, if not. Really? It's a high stress job. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I mean that's what I thought at least. So I have. I've literally never looked into this. So yeah, I just thought you know that air traffic control could be the life for me. Um, and then I went to college, and they had that as like a major, but it was at what? a separate campus. Like it wasn't on the main campus; it was on the campus that was probably like forty-five minutes an hour away. And I did not want to live on that campus. I thought they literally just like direct the planes, like in the in no, a row. in the tower. Like you're like clearing airplanes for landing, you're clearing for takeoff, and oh. that means like when you clear someone for takeoff, like someone can't be landing at the same time. Oh. And like if someone has to like circle, or if oh there's wind, God, like you have so to like coordinate hard. these things, yeah. or like. You know, if you watch TV, I don't know, you have to, like, make sure airplanes don't crash into each other. Yeah. Like, the air traffic controller are the people who are communicating with them and, like, telling them oh where God, to be and, like, their positions. Crazy. Yeah. Wow, that's, like, a really unique thing. <laughs> yeah, so I had big dreams. But, yeah, I always loved fashion, too. I wanted to be, like, a fashion designer. I, like, never knew how to sew as a kid. I would straight up just, like, glue fabric together. Oh, I never even And, like, tried. dress my dolls like, and, like, my Barbies. Pretend. Or crocheted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I pr- could crochet outfits because my grandma taught me how to oh, crochet. God, so I was either, like gluing clothes together or crocheting things for like my teddy bears I like remember crocheting like a cute little like bikini outfit for this teddy bear that I had it has like this top and like the bottoms and I like actually actually just like made it up as I went I had no idea what I was doing but yeah so that was what really occupied my time probably (laughs) so so um yeah so for the next question, it's where did you grow up? And I think I said it earlier, I grew up in Arizona, uh, born and raised there. I went to college there and then I left after I graduated in 2016 and moved to San Diego. But yeah, so Arizona, I was like born in Gilbert, the Gilbert mm. area, which is a very family friendly place. It's really <laughs> cute. It's like the suburbs. It's like that typical like houses with pools and like white fence type vibes yeah. kind of. That's like what Gilbert is. But yeah, that's where I grew up. <laughs> I grew up in San Diego. I was born here. And then I always forget <laughs> to tell people this. This is the funniest thing because it's I so literally random. just found this out like two weeks ago. It's okay, so random, guys. but uh, my family moved to North Carolina <laughs> from third grade to eighth grade, which is just like a little, like, I don't even remember it. I don't know. I feel like it was just so random and like not really I don't know it was just random so I just forget to tell people that because it's kind of a shock and people are like oh my god what and I'm like I honestly like couldn't tell you much about it because I don't remember but we made we moved back here when I was in eighth grade and we were here ever since um and I'm obsessed with it and never ever ever want to leave oh yeah I love San Diego too and, and I, I want to stay it. here forever like my family is always like when are you coming back blah blah, blah. and I'm like I you know you <laughs> don't understand literally like, my vibe is back. not in Arizona like whenever yeah. I go I just get like sick my body does not do well like it's I can't handle the food like yeah. th- bad things happen okay. and I'm yeah. like okay it, gotta go back true. to San she Diego she did get sick when we went yes so yeah but so that's I mean TikTok makes me want to live in New York but mm. I don't know it just seems so magical so but for now no plans um okay next question is what is your favorite drink um okay I feel like if you follow me on Instagram I feel like it's part of my brand at this point (laughs) um but I love matcha 
Especially a matcha from Holy Matcha in San Diego, the strawberry like rose exclusively matcha, matcha is so good. Like I've never had anything better in my life and my body actually craves it. It's so crazy. And like we always try to go to new places and I'll see if they have matcha. I ask if it's ceremonial grade. They say yes. And so I get it. And then it's just, it's not good. It tastes so weird. And so really I can only have holy matcha. There's like maybe two other places that I like, but that's pretty much it. Like holy matcha, ride or die. Yeah, she really is a huge holy matcha fan. But um, I'm on the train now too. I literally never liked matcha until I went to this place. Like it's so good. I think there's yeah. only two locations in San Diego. Yeah. If so you live in San Diego, you have to go. Or if, if you you're visit, visiting, yeah, you have to go. go. Like it's worth it. Plus and the two cute. shops are like aesthetic. So cute. So freaking cute. So shout out holy matcha because literally they're the best and i've tried like probably at this point like 20 different places of matcha yeah i know I feel you like. always like, try you guys starbucks is trash please disgusting st- please stop Never. drinking starbucks matcha that's not matcha no that's like dirt i don't know yeah. okay what is your favorite drink wait wh- what about alcohol <laughs> oh alcohol you guys also <laughs> this is also part of her brand <laughs> um i can't really drink i if you don't know i'm half asian and i think i just got the gene that does not process alcohol in my body like i yeah. do not i've never blacked out in my life because i cannot physically drink that much i will just get sick before that even happens and i want to say like oh my favorite alcoholic drink is like white wine but we went to New York Fashion Week and I had two sips of my white wine and I was nauseously ill mm-hmm. the next morning for like five hours just throwing up in the bathroom, you know? Yeah, no, so it's crazy. I would probably say I like to sh- sip some champagne or rosé. Just like sip. Yeah. Yeah, like one or two. <laughs> one or two again. sips and that's it. So I usually don't really ever get my own drinks. I'll just like take sips of friends because I'm not going to drink it all or I'll just give the drink but to a friend. But it's nice. Like you're literally never hungover. You're yeah, always yeah. productive. I mean, yeah, like, there are I definitely benefits like, from it. Yeah, but, like, of course. I don't know. People are always like, oh my God, you don't drink. I and know, like, I like don't drink coffee to too. So it's like people are like, what do you drink? And yeah. I'm like, water? And that's Matcha. like fine. <laughs> yeah. Really? So, okay, yeah, that's me. Okay. I feel like my drink like lineup. Is I know so, it's like, it's honestly really <laughs> unique. Again. But okay, my favorite drink. I feel like I'm kind of like a. I don't really have like favorites. I feel like you get like cold brew a lot. Yeah, like I like a cold brew and like almond latte, almond milk latte. I have to pick one drink that you had to drink for like the next month, and you can't drink anything else. Okay, honestly, <laughs> like what would that be? Genuinely, it honestly would be celsius like i, was gonna I say actually that, love celsius yeah, like i actually drink my answer I, I, okay for coffee almond milk latte i guess but for like other drinks i love celsius you guys like it's an like Do an they iced sponsor tea. you yeah they've sent me product oh, okay nice, nice but like that's it but i'm honestly, obsessed with them goals. it's so good because you don't feel that like coffee hangover like I get coffee hangovers sometimes and I don't feel dehydrated and I just feel extremely energetic so like I love you Celsius um <laughs> and then what about like alcohol yeah. going out like what's your go-to yeah. drink order? okay if I'm like at a restaurant I love wine obviously or like a fun cocktail I don't have like a you know I wish it was like martini but I don't <laughs> espresso I don't, martini yeah like I've had like martinis like a handful of times I don't know I'm not like a huge drinker so I usually just get like whatever cocktails oh on their I'm menu literally just remembering my go-to going out drink when I was actually drinking was a sex on the beach because it's like oh a god. really like fruity I've never even had one. Oh my god if we go out I will literally order one because that like used to be my ride or die it's like it doesn't really taste like alcohol there's like pineapple juice in it it's like really sweet oh gosh did you get hangovers from that honestly I don't even know Huh. I was all, I was sick yeah, anyway. So I, like, I don't like anything sweet. or like actually sick. Yeah. Same thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. But if we're going out, I just like tequila soda. I love tequila. I love mezcal. But <laughs> that's so funny. Tequila is yeah. like an absolute no from me. Like yeah, I, I don't know. Me and my sister love tequila way more than vodka. See, I feel like remember that night we went out to that like black tape show. And I drank. Yeah, you drank and nothing happened. And nothing happened to me. So I was like so confused because we went hard. Like I was taking shots, getting drinks. And I'm pretty sure it was all like vodka based. So I think maybe like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe vodka is better. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But yeah. All right. Next question. Okay. This is the last like personal question. And then we're kind of going to get more into like Instagram stuff. 
But yeah, next question is favorite place to visit. I already know your answer. <laughs> okay, I have two though. Okay. So obviously my first place that's tropical because there's like different climates. You yeah. have to have different favorite climates. Yeah. So tropical is Turks and Caicos. Right. Literally like so freaking nice. We went to Hawaii the two years before that and I loved Hawaii and then we went to mm-hmm. Turks and I'm just like, this does not even compare. Like yeah, Turks and Caicos I still have yet is to go. stunning. So good. Like I low-key want to get married there. Like that would be yeah. such a cool destination wedding. So cool. Like, so yeah, Turks and Caicos and then my favorite like country or city would be Paris I've been once and I it was like in 2015 when I was still in college so it was such a great time and a really fun opportunity because my boyfriend at the time had an internship there so he was working during the day and I just like would literally walk up and down the streets Mm -hmm. of Paris by myself just like taking it all in but I feel like I didn't really like enjoy it for all that it is if that makes sense so I definitely want to go back and like be there for like a solid two weeks so I can like fit everything in not feel rushed so manifesting a future Paris trip yeah we are really close to booking every day (laughs) literally want to be there I like look up flights every single day and I'm like oh my gosh you guys like we have to go so Yeah. yeah we're probably gonna end up going like very soon but I would have to say the same. Honestly, I went with Josh after we graduated from college and it was so magical. Yeah. yeah. We went other places like Barcelona, Paris, and then we went other places in Italy, Italy. But um yeah, just Paris about is so magical. Like it's just a, a dream, honestly. Like I remember just the sunsets in Paris. I just like oh can't God. believe like Sunset Sisters in Paris. Yeah, Sunset Sisters <laughs> in Paris. Like the the I still have photos like the sunset the sky was completely pink at 10 p.m and like with the Eiffel Tower like we would sit oh my god I see I love that but I never got a photo there I know which makes me so sad I was like beginning stages blogger so I like really wasn't yeah so Paris for sure I think is like both of ours yeah, I just think, and like, I especially, too, Turks. because we're, like, fashionistas, and we love, like, you know, fashion. We yeah, are. Honestly, of course. We are. That's, like, everyone's dream. <laughs> all the designer houses are there, yeah. and there's so much, like, history and stories with all of it, and it's, like, I just feel like I personally have a true appreciation totally. for all of it. Like, you know, the original Chanel is there, mm-hmm. and you can go there and, like, kind of see the stairs up to her apartment, and there's just all this history, like... Just all the fashion houses are there, the couture, like, that's where, like, celebrities fly in to go get these, like, handmade outfits. Like, this is the hub. This is, like, Uh, where all the magic happens. Wait, is Europe, Uh, it's open now, right? I think some countries are starting to open, but they have, like, certain requirements still. Okay. But I think they're all different, but, like, yes. I'm just like, you know what? YOLO. You know what? Let's just book flights right now. Okay. So, do you have, like, a tropical destination, or is, like, Paris just, like, your number I really, like, don't go to tropical places. Like, I I don't even know. Like, the last tropical place I went was with my family to Cabo, but that's it. Okay. Cabo's cute, but, like... Because Josh doesn't really... Like, he prefers places like Italy, Rome, like, you know. Andrew's literally the opposite. He likes tropical where he can do, like, water sports or things like that. Yeah, I need to go to Turks. He, like, wants to go... He, like, I want to go to Paris, and he, like, wants to come, and I'm, like, no, babe. Like, yeah, you, you will won't. not <laughs> like it. You're not going to enjoy it. We would literally just be walking around all day. I would walk into the same store five different times throughout the day. Like, yeah. the Zara in Paris, I went into five times in oh, one day like because I couldn't, stories. like, process it all. So I had to, like, take a break and, like, go somewhere yeah. else and then go back. And I was yeah. just, like... And I want to take photos, and I want to spend money. And, like, those are just things you don't like. I know. I'm and I don't like, want to feel judged yeah. while I'm there. I want to be living my best life. I work hard. Yeah. You know, treat yourself. Yeah. Everything's 100%. cheaper there. And, like, you don't have to pay taxes. Yeah. So. Oh, I guess that's true. So, Paris in the future. Okay. Okay, next. Okay, getting into more of, like, the IG questions. Okay, cool. Um, Thank you guys, first of all, for submitting these questions to us. We love that. So if you guys have questions, feel free to, like, DM either of us individually or DM the Influence Community Instagram page Mm -hmm. or wherever. Or our Facebook group. You can put a question in there, too, and we can add it to our podcast Q&A list because we love these. Yeah, we really do. Okay. Okay, when did your following start to grow? I feel like there was this time period. I'm pretty sure it was 2019, I want to say, where it was 
so easy to grow. Like the algorithm oh, yeah, was yeah, just yeah. so different That's than true. what it is now. And I literally went from 5k to 10k in yeah. like three months. I remember in October I had 5k yeah, and by the end of the easy. year I had 10k. Wow. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. I think it's just had to do with the algorithm. And I think I things so. are just so different now, like with Instagram. And obviously, because it used to be like chronological, stories right. weren't a thing. So Hashtags everyone was always were like, popping. Look, yeah. So it was just so different. But like now, I feel like, you know, people can still grow that much. It's just you have to do it differently, whether you like hit the explore or if you like go viral. It's like a lot easier yeah. in a way to go viral like for reels for videos it's easy to go viral but I think for posts it's, it's hard like being more intentional with the content you're creating um and that's like what makes you grow because it's like yeah how are you standing out in so a way? it's like any tips that I would have had back then to help you grow I don't think would apply to right, right. how to grow now because things have changed so drastically like it's a completely different world I feel like I know it's kind of and it was like I feel like it's a lot easier to like discover new accounts too yeah um back then but I mean the explore page is getting a lot better so I really like that um but yeah that's kind of my thoughts on that what about you um okay I okay if I'm pinpointing like the moment where I was like oh my god like my growth is really picking up like I've said this before but Coachella 2019 was a huge turning point for me because like I okay, don't know okay so then why. if that was 2019 then I yeah. think my stuff was 2018 okay okay so so when I went to Coachella I think I had about like Are you sh- 2019 yeah because it wasn't open 2020 I mean so, so yeah. I had a following going to Coachella but when I noticed it like actually picking Dude, up rapidly that red outfit I still remember yeah so I that was like my most I, I had I just hit 20k Coachella 2019 and that's what helped me get to 20k I wish I remembered what I was at before Coachella but I was posting like inspo like Coachella and you were inspo, posting like, like before in March. Coachella too yeah so like it was really early. that like really helped me because I feel like not a lot of people were doing a lot of inspo before. Well, Coachella. and I feel like a lot of people too were searching like hashtags like right. hashtag Coachella outfits, Coachella yeah. inspo, and like, like hashtags festival were outfits. Then. Yeah. Oh my so, god! Yeah, like you could get like easy like 10k views from hashtags. Yeah, and I remember seeing my posts like at the top of these hashtags. So like for yes. some reason like the Coachella content like really accelerated my growth. Um, and then like after that it was steady growth and then um yeah, it was like steady growth after that. But that What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It was like, I, if I had to pinpoint like a certain time period, it would definitely be like Coachella. And so excited for 2022 oh Coachella gosh. because it's like be a, literally like, people are gonna I be on another level. Coachella. Like I am just like so happy at Coachella and I feel like that really came off in my photos and maybe that's why like I really was growing because like I literally just got so excited. I don't even remember what it feels like anymore, but <laughs> I know it's so it's been sad. So long. But it's just like a time where you get to be carefree in the festival and just like just, I like, don't know. It's just so fun. so fun and it's so fun yeah. to see like how people put different outfits together with like similar pieces essentially yeah and just seeing people's different styles it, I don't yeah, know. yeah it's just, just so fun there's no it, rules so like you can do whatever you literally. want it makes me so Coachella happy 2022 yeah here we come keep an eye out <laughs> Coachella sunsets oh my god yeah so good palm springs palm springs stunning yeah the sky so. there is so good yeah okay Wow, I remember your Coachella content. It was, it was so fun. So I reached out to so many brands, got like so much. Like I was just trying to get a lot of free clothes so I could really make this content yeah. and that happened. So it was really helpful. Love that. Okay. Um, 
Okay, next question is what to... Okay, I kind of rephrased this, but this person was asking what they should story about if they don't feel like they have a very interesting life or it's more of like a mundane day-to-day during the week. I feel like people feel like they're more boring than they actually are because it's boring to you because you do it all the time or it's like very routine for you. But someone who's watching on the outside, I feel like... I personally like watching everyone's like day-to-day stuff and what they're up to and where they're going, like just those kind of things. So I feel like even if you do feel boring, you should still try to post it and kind of just see like what, you know, people are interested based off like story interactions if you're adding like tags or anything in there or just like trying to get a feel for your audience because I, I feel like we all feel like we're boring um, yeah, because I definitely will sometimes, but like I'll push myself to just post something right. or like, you know, say you're going to go get a coffee and you do that every single day, but like put a little question box and be like, what's your go-to coffee order? Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, to try something new or like do a poll and be like, do you like coffee or do you like tea? Like those kind of things. Yeah. I feel like I have thought about this a lot because like I was also asking myself this, especially when I had a nine to five job and I'm assuming like actually I know the person who asked this, like they also have a nine to five job. So I understand the struggle. Um, if you guys don't know, I had a nine to five until last November. So when like quarantine hit, I was like very much questioning myself on like what I should be posting during the week because I would watch everyone else's stories and I just felt like everyone had such an interesting life but it's because it's so interesting to people who aren't in your like everyday life to see what you're doing I feel like it's so interesting to see other people's daily routines I don't know if that's for everyone but like I love when people share they're just like random like morning skincare or like what they make for coffee in the morning every day because it's so different from what I make or it gives me ideas um just like little things like what my shower routine looks like or like what products I'm using Mm -hmm. or you know like what my favorite workouts to do are just like little things that are kind of unique to you but they might not feel unique to you because you do them so often but you have to realize like your followers don't know what your daily routine looks like. I don't know. I just personally, I love people's morning routines. I love to learn about what other people do and what they like get at the grocery store. And I just think it's so interesting because everyone's like is so different. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think just like, even if you feel boring posting, because I mean, people are obviously watching. So I feel like it's relatable to stories that you wouldn't think would be interesting. Like just talking about some, I don't know. I think there's beauty in the little things, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Totally agree. Like, I love when people share, like, little things about their day that yeah. I wouldn't have thought Or, like, to share. just, like, behind the scenes. I feel yeah. like people really like the behind-the-scenes content. Yeah, I agree. So. so, don't think too much into it. Yeah. Share your, like, daily routines or not if you want, but I wouldn't, like, I would think say too, go for yeah. it. I wouldn't think too much about it and just share it because I think people would really like it. Yeah. Um... Okay, next question is how to get added to PR lists. That's a good question. question. (laughs) Um, I feel like we kind of started reaching out at the beginning to a ton of PR lists um, when we would see, like, bigger girls posting and tagging them. Yeah. So we would reach out to them. And we, like, honestly, this is so embarrassing. Um, The first one I reached out to, she was like, oh yeah, I'd love to like have you come into the showroom or something and like share these pieces on your social media. I literally asked for a budget. Oh really? Yes. And like how like and like ghosted. That, that nothing. was a long time ago. Yes, this is like oh the first God. time. That and is then so I like funny. That's talked bold. to people, yeah, Good and then realized you. that like it wasn't type uh, like a budget type yeah. thing. Yeah, so, showrooms are not, like, a paid thing. Yeah, they're, like, gifting you, and then if you want to share, you can, which you probably should if you're taking the product yeah, to get definitely. invited back and whatnot. But So I would say we just looked and see to see where other people were going at first, and then we'd reach out to them. But now I feel like we're at a point where PR companies reach out to us. Yeah, I feel like PR companies also – okay, first of all, don't feel like you have to have a lot of followers to reach out to a yeah. PR list because – um, like from their end, they have, you know, their spreadsheet of micro influencers, they have macro influencers, they have nano influencers. Um, I feel like it's really good for them and beneficial to have a very wide 
range and list of different types of influencers. So don't think that you need to have like a certain amount of followers to reach out. Um, just introduce yourself. If you see someone else, tag them, like DM them for a good contact to reach out to email them, introduce yourself and just say something along the lines of like, I would love to be added to your list. Like, um, if you have yeah, any because PR does like, not only do they do showrooms, but they do events, gifting too. events. Like they yeah. have everything just like to ask to be asked to be added to their PR list. Um, and like, they're not going to say no. Like why would they, that literally, it doesn't cost them anything to add you to their PR list, you know? So it never hurts to reach out, but, um, I feel like once you get going and, you know, like grow a little bit, PR, um, agencies like definitely reach out to you and email you, send you emails about like their different clients and stuff like that. So reaching out or you'll get reached out to, but also it never hurts to reach out. Like if you see something or like someone posts about one and you want to reach out, like 100% reach out. You don't have to like sit back and wait for them to reach out to you first. Like if you want that, definitely reach out yeah yeah PR agencies are really great contacts so oh yeah because they work with a bunch of different brands mm-hmm. usually and then they'll usually run the events for these brands if they have them and yeah. so it's just a good way to kind of be in the know and then I feel like especially for us too since we are based in San Diego a lot of events happen in LA mm-hmm. so it's important for us to let our reps know like hey we're down to come to LA we're down to come to these events just so they can add us to that like LA event list if they have yeah. something like that so that we do get invited to these different opportunities yeah we're in LA a lot I think all of these agencies (laughs) they all think we live in LA which is fine we pretty much do we could yeah so okay let's see next question is where do you get inspo for posing oh I really like this question because we are always looking for it's so funny when we're shooting we'll like do certain poses and we'll say the name of the girl like yeah that we're channeling like this is a she styled what vibe yeah yeah yeah. like what yeah we'll say like what pose vibes or like what shoot vibes like who do we look like for right and like yeah yeah yeah. or just girls who are really good at like their different like niches within the fashion that they're posting so like i would street say style you know like all yeah, that type of we definitely look at other girls accounts for sure that we follow yeah. and we kind of can see like whose content's doing really well who's like popping off who's getting really good engagement and then we'll try to use that for inspiration yeah, or, you know, obviously also, like, smaller creators, too. Just, like, whatever speaks to us, I guess. Yeah. Like, also, the, the Explore vibe. page. Whatever the vibe Yeah, is. whatever the vibe is. Whatever, yeah, like... you love the Explore page. I literally talk I about too. it so much. Like, but I use the Explore page to, like, shop. <laughs> oh, really? I literally have never done that. Yeah, because I'll see outfits, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, so cute, and I click it, and then I'm like, oh, I need that. I think it's because I don't Like, I literally found Pinterest a skirt that today much. that I need. I'll show you later, but it's No, it so actually, good. like, the... It, the shop Instagram shop is so good for these small businesses that mm-hmm. like because first of all I feel like everyone's shopping at like the those small Instagram brands because they're unique and yeah. not everyone has them mm-hmm. but yeah I also love Instagram shop I've been going more on there but I think I love the explore page so much because I'm like on Instagram way more than Pinterest like oh, I don't yeah. use Pinterest I love that Pinterest. much I do love Pinterest yeah so I think that's why but But I do think recently, like, I've been more on Instagram for inspo because I'll save, like, different poses into a folder. It's just so fun. I love locations. There's just some girls who are so good at posing. And so, like, I feel like when you are shooting and, you know, creating content, you can just have that, like, blank that just mental blankness yeah. where you're like oh my yeah, god you why can like, i freak not out. think of anything like you like choke you're a little like, what's happening <sighs> and then you can go to your folder of your saved inspo yeah and then pull up the different poses Highly and be recommend. like oh yeah that's what i want to do or this is what i want to yeah. try or it also helps the person who's taking your photos you can be like this is what i'm like going for so then they understand yeah. the vision too and that way it like makes the process a lot easier yeah and they can just like reference that photo to get the angle too yeah but um, yeah. And then like just whatever works for us, like we'll like create random new poses. Like I love like the really interesting ones that are like random and you wouldn't ever think of them. I feel like for to do me that, that was like me sitting in the car, but like the yeah. other way. Yeah. 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 My, instead like, of my feet up on the dash, I had my like feet up on the chair cause I literally yeah. just turned around and I was like, is this cute? It was cute. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, kind of. Yeah. And yeah. then we did it and it like, it turned out. So it's like fun to just randomly try new things. And like, I feel like most of the time it doesn't work out. Well, but when yeah. it does, I feel like, good. I feel like the ultimate goal is to like 
take inspiration from from other people but put your own twist on yeah, it and kind of make it something different like I the ultimate goal is to like not copy the pose but like get inspiration from yeah. it and then like turn it into something like even cooler or like just like more unique to yourself and then side note if you do take inspo for from someone definitely try to tag them in the yeah. photo or the caption and be like you know, inspo, posing inspo yeah. from this person, or you can even share it on your stories and be like, you know, this person inspired me to try this pose. Yeah, that's how totally. it turned out. Because I know, like, creators really appreciate that. I know that, And you like, want to avoid, like, any weird, drama. like, harsh feelings. Yeah. Because that can also happen, it's too. Like, I mean, people do copy people, so it's just nice to try to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, So if you totally. can, do that. Um, but yeah, just kind of, like, you know, take it as inspo and then turn it into your own. So yeah, like, try not to copy the, the same location, same outfit, same pose. Right. You know what I mean? Right. A hundred percent. Make sure you're wearing an outfit you love and you know, yeah. Always putting your own twist on something exactly. is like what we're emphasizing here. Exactly. Um, okay. So next question is the quickest way to 10 K without buying followers. Um, okay, guys, emphasis on the without buying followers. Buy followers ever. ever, 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 ever. I have never bought followers. It's like I, I don't think people like really understand what it does to your account, and that's the whole thing. It's just like if you do buy followers, like it will ultimately ruin you. the account yeah. like your engagement's yeah. gonna go down and then like you're just gonna be in this slump I feel like it's there's not just worth used it. to be a time where it was like normal to buy followers like people were doing it and yeah like obviously it's not a thing now just because like if you think about it the way the algorithm works really quickly is you post and it's gonna show it to you know what 10% of your audience and if you've bought followers and that 10% they're showing it to is mainly consisted of those bots or fake followers they're not going to engage on your posts so instagram is going to think that your content isn't worth pushing out to more of your audience which which hurts your engagement in the long run so it's better i think to have like smaller following and have way better engagement having an audience that converts who's actually interested in you and will buy something you know that you're posting as opposed to having a really big number of following and then not that great of engagement yeah I feel like people are understanding that more I feel like the people who actually need to understand stand that more are businesses because yeah. businesses all buy I think followers they do I feel it, like yeah, to be like make them look more legit yeah and I feel like I guess like they're not trying to get brand deals so whatever right, right. like I guess it's up to them it's just like they need to understand yeah, like if you see they're not gonna get sales has, like 20k you're that. like oh wow this might this must be like a really legit you know business as opposed to like an account with like a thousand followers right I understand like the psychology I guess yeah but for creators you know I mean, yeah. you know, businesses should, you know, you should never buy no followers. Should you should and never also, do it. also, if but... you're buying followers, you're probably connecting to some third party something right, or other. Right, Which is also a huge no-no because they, Instagram you'll get can flag that and then that could also hurt your account or get oh, your account we, shut down. Yeah, or... we were on creator week. I don't know if you caught this, but they actually said that like, I forget what the question was, but they were talking about how if your account is getting a lot of inauthentic traffic they can pick up on that and they can shut that down or flag your account like I remember the girl talking was saying that so just keep that in mind um not to go on a it's just not worth it and you can like like, spend your money on something else like I don't know like here's a tip I feel like we could share that a lot of people don't know is like a lot of inspo accounts you can like buy a um, yeah a post uh-huh. on there and like if you're looking to buy something <laughs> I yeah. feel like that's the better route because their audience right. is gonna if they're interested in the content that you get posted on their accounts then you could potentially get like real followers from that make sure they have good engagement because I yeah, feel like yeah, there's yeah. a lot popping up but yeah you I feel like you can tell if like you know it's a genuine inspo account or if they bought followers mm-hmm. too but yeah that is um a good little tip but Quickest way to 10K, getting to get 10K is never going to be quick. I feel like it's all about putting, like, the time and care into building your community and following, and that takes time. Like, that's not a quick thing, unfortunately. I think if you put a lot of effort into reels, I think that can really accelerate. Definitely video content and then just engaging um, I feel like we see a lot of girls who don't engage. Like I Dude, am I, still shocked. I honestly at what dedicate I see. an hour and a half, oh, like same. minimum in same. the morning. It's it's a little excessive, I will admit. Like yeah. it honestly takes up like a good chunk of my morning. But 
I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. But it's I our love, job. It's I like love what engaging helps us with grow the community. And yeah. like, yeah, and you get to like talk to people, which is fun and interact and build those and relationships. Like show your support, but like, there's like, so many girls I see who will post and then people will start commenting and they like will not be responding to the comments. And I'm just like, yeah, like maybe confused. if you have like a full time job and you're worried about that, yeah, like yeah, yeah. maybe post at a time that where you can, you can put that or time just in. like go back and make sure that you know you show those accounts that are commenting some love. Like yeah. you go on to their page and comment back, and yeah. just like comment back whenever you can. Well, I feel like because I have stopped, I stopped commenting on people's uh, accounts that I know like don't comment back or even acknowledge it with yeah. a like, like for a while. Because I just I'm like, what's the point of me commenting if you don't even yeah. care. Yeah. So if you are in a position where you have a job, because I did have a nine to five, I would get to, I remember like this was obviously in the time where you could go into your office. I would drive to my office like 30 to 45 minutes early post and then literally just sit in my car because I like dedicated like getting that there time. early to yeah. engaging. So if you can like carve out a little extra time in the morning, um, I would highly recommend it because it's very beneficial. Or like post in the evening. Yeah. When post you're in home, the, yeah. like after dinner or whatever, post then where you know you can dedicate that time because I yeah. think it really helps because when I helps, post yeah. and I cannot like comment back immediately if I have something like I just know that post isn't going to do as well it also like increases the potential engagement and like it is obviously registering to Instagram that you are interacting with your audience and like they'll push it out to more profiles potentially so yeah very beneficial to do that yeah so I think yeah 10k 20k 50k 75k 100k it's literally all a journey and there's no like quick way to do it there's no like secret recipe like people do it different ways intentional and just show up for your audience show up for your community and just be yourself and be consistent and you'll you'll hear that everywhere but that's where that's what it takes yeah honestly so okay the next question is do you need a contract for gifting and I would say it just depends on the gifting. Usually for us with gifting, we don't I would say no, um, take yeah. like we don't um, allow required social posting. So it's gifting. We'll be like, oh, yeah, just want to let you know, like we don't um, I can't guarantee you a social post for this, but we'll definitely show love where I can. Um, but if someone is requiring you to post, then definitely get a contract in place, I would say. Well, I feel like for gifting, usually how it goes down is like, we'd love to gift you these pieces in exchange for one social post. Yeah. And that's fine. Leave it at that. I feel like contracts get really tricky because I feel like contracts are where they like to slide in things like um, usage rights and exclusivity and things like that. So I just feel like they're really unnecessary for gifting. I don't think, obviously if it's like a little document that says like, you'll do a social post and like, that's what you guys agreed on, like fine. But I feel like the norm is to not have a contract. And if they are sending you a contract make sure they don't have like some crazy They don't like put sneaky stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. So usage rights, exclusivity, whitelisting, I think that's, like, the main things I look out for. Yeah, I think, yeah. For me, if there's, like, required things, I like having a contract. But, obviously, I've been working with contracts now. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, just starting out, like, I don't think you need it because, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like gifting shouldn't be, like, required or mandatory for posting. I mean, there are some brands we do that for, so it is what it is. But just be aware and, like, just make sure you feel comfortable with the brand and that, like, you're not paying for shipping, you're not paying for the product, like, it's being fully gifted to you, Mm -hmm. and then you just do your post or whatever you agree on. Because, obviously, you want to keep a good relationship with the brand if you want to potentially build you know, on that relationship in the future, turn it into a yeah, paid collaboration totally. if that's something that you can see for yourself. So yeah. yeah, I feel like that's kind of our two cents on that. Yeah. Um, okay. The next one questions are like about LLC stuff. So when should we register as an LLC right away or when we are bringing a consistent flow of money? I think 
I kind of like how you did it. Whereas like when you had your nine to five, you had your blogging on the side yeah. and you just reported that as your schedule C income. Mm-hmm. But then when you went full time, that's when you registered. I think it just depends on how big it is and how much how money much you're money making. You're making yeah. I would say, I think it's, I'm not sure. And of course we're not tax accountants. We're not legal people. Yeah, we're so not giving you financial like, advice. Yeah, this is just from our experience and like tips that we want to share. But I would say, I think if you start making over like 10K or something like that, I think there's a number around there where it's like a good idea to register that money just so you're getting all the tax benefits of it. Yeah, I don't think like I feel like we've had some girls on Clubhouse kind of like they're really eager to like start an LLC, but it's really at the beginning stages. Yeah. I feel like it's... I mean, like you can totally. Yeah, you totally it just, can. It costs money. Like yeah, in the it state does of California, cost it costs $800. Yeah. So if you're willing and wanting to cash that up front to create your LLC, 100% go for it if you want to brand yourself. Yeah. Um, but if you are doing it as just like a hobby or a side job, just like, you know, passive income on the side that you're not that's not your main income I don't think you need to do it right away I would kind of wait till you're bringing in a little bit more consistently or you switch over to full-time with it yeah so agreed um and then should we pitch to brands if we are not registered as an LLC do we need that along with an employment number set up before we start pitching and the answer is no yeah, I didn't do that until literally January. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I don't think it's necessary. I think it's definitely useful for sure to have mm-hmm. an employment number because then you don't have to send your social security yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I get so much anxiety sending that out. But yeah, especially because it's on your email and if it gets hacked and then someone yeah. has access to that document. And I'm pretty That's sure like anyone... That's like worst case scenario, by the yeah. way. Like not to like, you know... Anyone can file for that EIN number. yeah. Yeah, I think so. I was. Yeah. I don't think you have to be registered to file for it. I don't think it. so. I think you can be a sole prop- a proprietor. Yeah. So if you just don't feel comfortable when brands start asking for W-9s to fill in your social security, just apply for the EIN number. And then that way you can put that down yeah. instead of your social, which is really, really nice to do and a really good benefit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Next is what should the title of the email be to catch their attention like when you're pitching okay so like we like to do or I feel like we kind of switch it up but personally for me I will do the brand name and then do x and then I'll do my name so I'll do like summer Fridays x Alyssa and then in parentheses parentheses I will put at and then my handle at fashionably served and that's kind of like my generic pitch email subject line but then like if we have like a special project or a trip planned I'll add that in there too so friends know yeah for me I usually do um my name first so they kind of like see that if it you know if it's cut off they'll see my name first um x the brand and then I'll always usually do like the line and then whatever kind of collaboration I'm pitching for so spring collaboration summer collaboration if it's for something special like a trip I'll do that just so they kind of like see that I have an idea in mind or if it's like for something specific um yeah I think it's definitely so, personal preference with how yeah, you want to do preface. it and you can switch it up there's too. no right or wrong way but yeah I think it's just important to like make sure your name's in there mm-hmm. your handle and like something about the collaboration yeah. so they know yeah I feel like um the ways that we just said are pretty generic um but yeah um when do we need to start paying taxes how did you manage that in the beginning Oh, I feel like that's a tricky, tricky question. Yeah, once again, Um, we're not giving you financial advice. Just want to throw that out there. Um, So the right answer is you should start paying taxes as soon as you're making money. Um, But brands will start sending you a W or a 1099. So you'll fill the W-9 out to send to the brand and they'll send you a 1099 back during tax season. And that means that the brand is reporting to the government that they've paid you money. So you also need to make sure you're reporting that as well, because if it doesn't line up with the IRS, then they're probably going to come for you. So if you're filling out a W-9 for a brand, 100% report that money and pay taxes on it. I know some people who don't make that much money, or if you make less than that $600 for the brand within the year, you can not pay (laughs) 
Well, they, they like don't report it, but yeah, you don't. We like, report it. everything. Yes, we, we always just yeah. report. I mean, what we make. it's our full time job, so we have to essentially. But like people who are doing it on the side, just the standard rule, I guess, is if you're making six hundred dollars or more in payment from a brand within right. a year. So if you did multiple collaborations across across the year but we're like lower if the total adds up to six hundred dollars you should be paying taxes on that and it's obviously just better to be safe than sorry especially with taxes and the government and the irs you don't want to like get in trouble for tax fraud or whatever so yeah i guess i would just say is yeah because like some some brands you'll get a collaboration that's over 600 but they won't send you a w2 or you won't send them a w9 yeah um, and they won't say, and you so then, yeah. So then it's like, Oh, do I do it? Or do I not? I would say do it because it, you're better safe than sorry. Because I feel like that was my biggest, like, Oh my God, what do I do here? You should just report it. You know? Yeah. Let's be safe here. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and just like managing that is like, we just like have our Excel sheets. We like yeah, write we down everything that we have coming in, like collaboration, the amount that way, when we total up at the end of the year, we know like what to report as our income. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I do use a tax accountant and I would definitely recommend using one if you are full-time because they're really good at knowing all the ways to get a refund or yeah just file your taxes the the right way yeah because it can get tricky I feel like being self-employed so yeah I use a tax accountant they do most of the stuff for me I pay for them but it's totally worth it um but yeah yeah, because taxes can be tricky and it's hard and like as entrepreneurs or self-employed people like we are like we're we're multifaceted we're running so many different aspects of our personal business Mm -hmm. you know so if it's like if you aren't you know a professional in a certain area or it's not your specialty it's really beneficial to pass it off onto someone who is so that you don't have to worry about that or stress about it so that's just kind of my advice um I feel like we talk a lot about taxes. I do have a blog post somewhere on my yeah, blog Lisa's about taxes. Yeah, really, like, knowledge, more knowledgeable than I am. So You're just a little newer taxes. at it. Yeah. So, and She's my boyfriend has it, too. So I like to ask a lot of questions right. and really understand, like, how the process works. So, yeah, yeah definitely pay your taxes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pay your line. taxes. Okay. And then I think this is our last question that we have from you guys is, when did you set up a separate business bank account or do you have a normal one? And I think, I think it just depends again. Like when yeah. if you're filing, if you yeah. have a regular nine to five and you're scheduling or you're using the schedule C, then I don't think it's yeah, that Yeah, I don't important. think you really need a separate. But it's when you're going full time yeah. and you're getting paid by brands, you want to, you want something that's like easy to track. So it's easy to have a business account. So whenever a brand pays you, you can put that money in there and then also track your business expenses. So, you know, gas, mileage, right. all the things that you can use as a write-off to make sure you use your business card for that and not your personal card. Yeah. Because that way you get all the benefits of it too. So I would say more set up your bank account if you're going more full-time or if you're making a probably lot of over 10K, 10 to 20K, yeah. I would say. Yeah. You'd want to kind of set that up so that all the expenses and everything is in one spot. Yeah. And like, I didn't do that last year and I just went through all my, um, bank statements for every single month and like highlighted the things that I was going to write off. So like, you don't have to have two different business accounts or bank accounts. It just is easier for you. I just set two separate ones up, but I'm also doing like, um, not like you know my agency on the side so it's not super necessary but if you are making a lot of money it's it probably is necessary helpful. and helpful. yeah it's yeah. really it's just helpful in terms of like keeping your expenses separate so yeah. it's like obviously when you're buying dog food like that's not a business expense so yeah. it's like you don't want to use your business card for that because you can't it's not a write-off because right. that's not helping your business but if you're going out to like a business lunch meeting or whatever that meal you can write off because it's for your business and then you would use your business card for that mm-hmm. so yeah I think it's just easier to help track with expenses and things when it comes to tax season and at the end of the year so if you're making decent money or it's your full-time thing I would probably recommend it but if you're still doing a nine-to-five and you're making less than 10k I think you can still keep your regular bank account and use your schedule c when you're reporting that lump sum yeah on this in addition to your nine-to-five so agreed 
yeah hopefully that was helpful and i hope you guys liked this episode send us more questions guys we love doing q a's because i feel like we get to talk about a bunch of different things yeah i really like them and kind of just share what's like going on in our mind especially it was fun to do those personal questions because you guys asked for more personal stuff in the pod yeah we're happy Um, to do it love you guys so much But yeah, thank you guys so much. If you made it to the end, as always, we really, really appreciate it. And make sure if you have time to leave a rating and a review, it really helps makes us out. Our hearts smile. And also, to it see makes us so happy. But yeah, it helps us with our podcast and everything, like on the back end and business stuff with it. So we really appreciate that. And then. As always, you guys can join our Facebook group too. It's called The Influence Community. You can post your questions in there. Um, If you're traveling somewhere and want to meet up with girls, you can post that in there too. And that way everyone can kind of comment and contribute to it and not just just us two talking all the time. Where our actual community is to connect with us. It's really fun. And And people share like emails and questions that they have. So join that too so we can chat and connect there. But I think that's pretty much yeah, it for this week's it. episode. This was fun. I can't believe we're like sitting here. It's over an hour long. Didn't feel like that. Um, yeah, it's just so easy by. to talk. Honestly, we just have so much to say. But thank you guys for thank listening. Thank you guys. And we will see you in the next episode. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you guys loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Monday. Leave us a rating and review. And we'll see you next week. Bye.